Okay, Aubrey, you want to kick it off with the episode number? Sure. So, hello everyone. Welcome again to another episode of Global from Asia podcast. Today, we're going to have episode 375. All right. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. I think there's been some exciting things happening in GFA community. We're kind of trying to kind of merge the program with GFA Kids that you've been, you two have been helping a lot with, and and there's others behind the scenes helping with Wendy, of course, our our fearless leader, helping that go. And we're going to try to kind of integrate that with the GFA adults or GFA VIP program and club. So I think stay tuned for more. I think we're still just in our early stage of that integration, but what we're working, I think kids.globalformation.com. We just made a really cool new video. I, I think that's pretty awesome. And they can check that out there. Agreed. Very exciting times, Mike. So go ahead and log on to kids.globalformation.com and check out our new video there. Awesome. All right, Aubrey, how are you doing? We got some new, new people on our intro today. Yeah, I'm glad to be joined with our another two members and excited for this recording. And good, yeah. by the way. Yeah, lots of fun stuff happening. And uh, Lori and Leslie, how are you? We're doing just peachy. <laughs> peachy. It's all very busy. We've been very busy with our tasks on the team. And we just got off the meeting with Miss Wendy actually, and she had some great ideas to improve our program, our new project. So we will be, I and Leslie will be very, very busy in the incoming days. Great. Yeah. And then after this, uh, our intro today, we'll turn off the recording and have our meeting about integrating with our GFA, uh, you know, adults program, you know, you know, members program and training. I think even Aubrey's talking to a new member applicant in an hour. So it's a lot of exciting things happening. So that you, yeah, just so people listening or watching understand that we've been really investing a lot in the GFA kids program and converting it to a club program and integrating it with the parents or other members in the global major community. So it's exciting times. All right. So let's talk about this week's show or Aubrey how are you I think you're doing are you guys are all doing elections next week what's this election thing Aubrey you're doing you want to share it's a national election here in the Philippines and it's kind of you know <laughs> frustrating because of uh, many issues but yeah we're hoping for the best I think for our country yeah I think Monday right nice yeah May 9. so you're gonna go vote Lori Huh. I'm not technically a registered voter yet. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. All right. Baseball. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Aubrey will help you get set up. All right. So this week's this week's show, you know, the title is The Emperor Has No Clothes. Do you know what that means? Anybody want to make a guess or has he heard that before? Is it The Emperor's New Groove? I think there might be some movies. It's a- <laughs> It's an old saying. I don't know where I learned it, but it basically means like famous people. Like the idea of it, I think, is the emperor. The emperor in the olden times is like the king or the leader. Actually, if it's a political discussion, elections, they usually have their public face where they don't have any problems. Everything is good. 
they're strong and powerful. There's no problems, no, no issues, but they behind has no clothes means, you know, when they're behind the curtain, you know, behind uh, off the stage, off the TV, they uh, are normal people like, like us. Right. And they have their problems and their issues and they can't maybe hide that or, or they get exposed or, or shared. So, so this week's uh, interview is Rico. He's uh, another podcaster at Made in China podcast. And he and I do an interview and discussion about, about that, you know, about a lot of times people idolize him. He goes to a bar and they know him and they, they, they think, he, you know, he's special or different or, or, you know, so, but we're all just normal people. So we talk about some of the vulnerabilities, especially the last couple of years with coronavirus pandemic uh, affecting all of us. So we, we kind of talk about it and dive in. So it's a, it's a fun one. What do you think of that, that saying? Aubrey, For me, it's all the things that, yeah, it all the things that we're all people. We made mistakes and we're not perfect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Rico, Rico opened up in the end about some things he's been facing, and I shared about my temple experience in November. I don't know if Leslie was here when that happened, but I needed to take a, take a week. <laughs> I needed to take a week off. This wall is thin here and the kids are banging against the wall almost literally you know you gotta get a break sometimes especially the last couple of years so so that's the interview and then after the interview maybe if you anybody here wants to share about some of their you know we i could share some more about my temple after the interview so let's go into the show okay thank you everybody for choosing to listen to a global from asia podcast we have with us we were saying uh, we, we we do these re- regular exchanges of interviews where Rico comes on GFA here and uh, go on Made in China podcast there. So yeah. I think the we didn't count yet, but we're losing track at least three, four, five times. So great to have you again, Rico. Source Source Find Asia and uh, Made in China podcast and friend. So how are you, buddy? It's always a pleasure, man. Like uh, like we were talking about in the last podcast that we did uh, for my show. Not knowing how many how many episodes we've done together, but like I would say it's at least on my side four plus or five now, if you if you include the last one. Okay. So then, how many times I've been on yours is probably like three, four, yeah, five as well. So like we're that. we're going into double figures, I think. Yeah. Um, and then for me, it's always cool because, like, uh, as I said yesterday, I was just like, I was listening to your podcast before I started my company, before I moved to China. And and uh, I, I learned a lot from your podcast and there's a lot of inspiration that I took. So I think it's probably one of the reasons why I started my own podcast as well. Wow. So yeah, it's always like, I always try to remind myself because it, it, it can become very normalized, right? Like when you, you know, you start to work with somebody that you've learned from or somebody that you maybe view as a little bit of a mentor, it's good to remember that relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that in Forty Eight Laws of Power they talk about like the the student killing the mentor or whatever. What's going on? But like, I don't believe in that kind of stuff at all. All right, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, what's that Karate Kid? Something like yeah. that? Are we talking about? <laughs> or uh, Splinter and Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Here we go. No, I think there's like literally like one of the laws. Well, no, actually, maybe it's the opposite in Forty Eight Laws of Power. Maybe I'm thinking about Sun Tzu. Where Sun Tzu talks about like the student uh, becoming the master, and then you know killing the the mentor or the teacher, you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I know some people that actually like really go go on those values. And I'm like, dude, this is not the 1700s. <laughs> like, I know, man. That's so, 
that's the weird <laughs> one man yeah. talking about old school stuff i think we even title this show the emperor has no clothes and then mm-hmm. i think the second part like of, like yeah that. that's another old one that's another i don't know if it's from any of those books but you know i i i thought of that when we did our sh- you know i was on your show and recording yesterday we recorded and you made me think of this, like, you know, everybody's got these social media influencer, you know, KOL, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of times they don't share the real stuff. And I looked yeah. up the sing, right? But yeah, go ahead. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, there's a fear, right? There's a, there's a fear of what, retaliation and things like that. Like, even for me, uh, we've always tried to be as honest as possible about what goes on in, in Asia and China. And there's definitely some things I would say we've said that, you know, people could be offended by. Uh, luckily, most of our audience is abroad. Uh, they're foreigners and stuff. So it's not like a big issue but i know for a lot of the guys that are in china that are influencers and have big followings where they have both chinese followers and you know foreign followers it's a little it's a very tricky situation right because if you say too much you do too much you might end up in trouble mm-hmm. um your 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 accounts might get blocked you <laughs> might you know have some visits from you know the ccp <laughs> like, i know you know so i i mean they do it they do it to hong kongese people like i i've heard i remember i remember there was one story about this woman that was running a shop in hong kong that was selling books that are banned in china so a lot of in mainland china just for people that don't understand the difference hong kong and then mainland and then a lot of mainlanders would, would go to hong kong and buy from that shop or she would deliver those books into into mainland and i think one day she just disappeared <laughs> like, yeah i remember that completely disappeared. It was, and it was like okay what happened to her everybody knows but nobody wants to talk about it you know mm-hmm. you can fill in the blanks yeah yeah and then but it's maybe in china but i think everywhere in the world but it's true it's more in the eastern world people don't want to show signs of weakness you know, yep. and then the, the way I see the emperor has no clothes part also is that it's, I mean, I'll read the quote I found on some website, I'll link in the show notes, but it's, mm-hmm. this expression is used to describe a situation in which people are afraid to criticize something or someone because perceived wisdom of the masses is that the thing or person is good or important. Yeah. So like you're saying, mm-hmm. I guess I don't really mean it for about China, but I guess even just a like you know like you're talking about the mentor like in podcast hosts like you know a lot mm-hmm. of times people meet me at an event or or something and they're like wow so you know i've been listening or you know following your content and to meet you but then they realize we all all are like normal human beings right that have yeah no weaknesses and and, and vulnerabilities yeah i mean that's that's a big part of what I've always tried to tell people when I meet them for the first time, because I was one guy I met in Guangzhou. It was, it was so random. I was at like, you know, Party Pier in Guangzhou? Yeah, yeah. I go there a few times. Yeah, I forget there's that one specific yeah. bar, but on the end the, or something. Mm, but I, yeah, I know, I know the bar you're talking about. I just, I just don't remember the name right now. Me it's neither. Like, yeah. But there's another one that was like a Western themed restaurant slash bar. And we were there. And I was with a couple of my friends and just having a night out. And I go to the bar and then this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, can I buy you a drink? And I was like, I looked at him. There's an expat. 
and I looked at him and I was like, okay, why? <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's nice, but like, I don't need you to buy me a drink. And then he's like, are you, is, are you, is your name Rico? I was like, have I met this guy before? Because I was like, I meet a lot. I, I used to meet a lot of people. So it's entirely possible that I would have met him maybe like at a conference or something like that. And then I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, you're the reason why I moved to China. Wow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so what do you mean? He's like, I've been listening to your podcast for the past three years. And I decided to move to China because of, of your podcast. And I was like, wait, so I've, we've never actually physically met before. He's like, no, no, I've, like, I've only like seen you on YouTube and, and listened to your podcast. And this is the first time that we actually met. And I just wanted to buy you a drink and thank you for you know inspiring me. And I was like, I was blown away. Like, I was like, okay. But at the same time, I then had a conversation with him just to tell him, like, I'm just a normal person. Like, there's nothing... Mm-hmm you know, particularly special about me. Like you, whatever it is that you think you can do what I've done, like you can do it, you know, you can do it. There's nothing, again, the emperor has no, has no clothes. I'm not (laughs) some, you know, deity that's like, has some special ability to do business in China, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, same thing, similar things have happened. And another point, you know, kind of just picking from what we talked about yesterday is, I like the part where we were talking about how now with this COVID and lockdowns, you, you know, you were saying like mm. te- somebody said testing a brick house versus straw houses. I think what you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I was talking about the, the Chris Rock um, analogy that he was he's been using in some of his interviews about COVID, where he was talking about the three little pigs, uh, where it's like yeah. what when during lockdown you learn what kind of house you've built, right? So either it's a straw house or a wood house or a brick house. And we all know the story about the Alhafen, Alpafen, Bully house. Yeah. Um, so COVID is the big bad wolf and you are in your house. And it's not just about financial situations. Like if you're in a straw house, easily blown down, meaning from a financial standpoint, like can you not work for two to three months and be okay? Uh, can you not work for, uh, if you're in a wood house, can you not work for like three to six months to a year and be okay? If you're in a brick house, can you go three years, four years without working and still be okay? That's that's a financial standpoint, but it's not just that. It's also about like your relationship with your friends and family and all that stuff. Now you're at home every day with your wife and kids or your girlfriend and kids or just girlfriend. And this is not like usually you'd be leaving the house, going to office or your, your significant other would be leaving the house, going to office, kids would be going to school. So you don't actually spend that much time on a daily basis together. Like maybe the weekends you do, but like, you know, morning, everybody's gone. They come back in the evening, you have dinner together and then you hang out a little bit and then people go to bed. So now if you're every day together, only hanging out with these people, (laughs) you really test your, (laughs) really test your relationships. Right. And there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that have broken up during COVID. There's a lot of people that have gotten divorced during COVID because they realized like, eh, you know what? I don't really like you. <laughs> and some people are like, eh, I don't really like my kids either. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so that was the, the analogy that you was talking about. I hear you, man. I mean, it's true. I, I, I can't imagine anybody listening hasn't doesn't relate to that thought, but I've been tested a lot. Yeah, I took a week at Temple. I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, you told you. Told me you were going, but you didn't tell me after when you came back, like what the experience was like. But I think before, I, yeah, I'll talk about that. But before I get into that, I mean, 
one, it was like, I was totally really overworked. Uh, I love work. I think you, you're, you know, we're both hustlers and there was, you know, a few different things and work, but it wasn't just work. It was also living with my kids every day. We just moved to another apartment. We moved and this one's actually uh, a little bit smaller. We're in this like kind of smaller two bedroom. And so it's like tighter and louder, you know, the, the walls yeah. are thinner. <laughs> and man, that was, that was honestly, you know, I don't know. If I, that was part of the reason I, I had just moved in and it was like, that was around November. So I guess it was October. I moved here. And part of it was just the loud noise and the, the kids bouncing off the walls. They were at home, right? I just, I got to get out of here. Man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Actually, uh, Wendy, my wife is the one that, and th- suggested it and but it definitely helped so i recommend it honestly i almost feel like i'm at a part where i maybe need it again i don't know maybe yeah maybe maybe once a year might be did you do, a goal. Did you do uh, did you do vipassana mm, so the story was wendy you know wendy my wife has practiced buddhism so she called up some buddhist temples and and convinced them to let this foreigner go there to be a volunteer and mm. we go there I, two days notice or whatever i go there and like i man, i didn't take anything i didn't even take my laptop i think i took my chinese phone i have multiple phones took just a chinese wechat phone because you have to scan qrs everywhere but i what i called it i barely brought anything it was just like a knapsack like not even like proper backpack like kind of like a, a knapsack drawstring bag and a couple sets of clothes you know one flip-flops one sneakers or something we go up to this mountain you know it was, it was a couple of hours it was in the east of Shenzhen. I'm forgetting the name, but we go there, you know, going up those stairs after you take a, you take a bus to, to, <laughs> to the temple and then you walk up like massive, like three, four flights of stairs or whatever, big ones. And then go into the second floor of the admin office. And they're like, Lao Wai. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, what's this Lao Wai guy doing here or whatever. <laughs> and then when he's like talking to them and there's like some misunderstanding about me able to go there or not. And you didn't tell me that you were bringing a Lawai, huh? Yeah, she's like, I, I, I unfortunately, my Chinese is still not so good. I, you know, I can get by, but I didn't really understand exactly. But they're just like, no, it's not really for him. And hmm. I'm not gonna, one of one was, one like, was my Chinese language wasn't good enough, yeah. they said, to yeah. communicate with me unless she stayed there, but she couldn't. And then the second was, I didn't, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a I mean, I respect Buddhism, you know, I respect yeah. all religions, but I'm not going to say I'm a Buddhist and I'm not going to like, kind of like bow to a Buddhist statue. You know what I'm saying? Like I have my limits, you know? I like, so I, I like, I like Buddhism as well. Actually, I want to do like a retreat where I disappear for like two months and go and be a monk. Yeah. Dude. You know, I, I want to do that. It was like, wild. So the embarrassing part was we got rejected after like yeah. i don't know 15 20 minutes of bargaining and because she's she i don't know if she don't honestly you know i don't know where some of the money we go goes and some of it, i think she contributes she does practice buddhism and i don't know but she was a little bit upset but finally yeah. we lost face or whatever so, so you think it. you think she was donating towards that temple and stuff like that and... you know she's pretty active all i can say yeah. is there's quite a bit of stuff she does she even goes to some of these retreats and stuff other Anyway, we, we finally gave up and left. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if I stay in the temple. Just book me a hotel near the temple. You know, there's these little mm. mountain hotels. It's you know, really local, man. I'm talking about super local. Like, yeah. you know, whole toilet, like 
belt. The, oh, geez. The, the, <laughs> squat uh, toilet. Yeah, squat toilet with the be- the bed built into the wall because it's not really a bed. It's like, you know, and then like a small sliding door, sliding window, you know, to the street. And uh, did, you know, I, did I tell you that I, I've only used a squat toilet twice in my five years in China? Wow, man. No, I'm <laughs> like I cheat I, a little I, bit. I use my I use I kind of use my hand on the wall, you know, I'm not. So the first time I didn't have my technique perfect. I'll, yeah. I'll spare you the gory details. But I dropped the soap time, in there. It's the shower right above it, you know. I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I thought I had a bar of soap because I brought I brought a bar of soap with me, luckily. I mean, they gave you those little like packets. of, But basically, man, I was super local, man. I had. Mm. And it was wild. It was one week and I just stayed at this like mountain hotel, you know, like a block away from the temple. But I had to power on my phone only to scan the stupid QR. They still make me do mm-hmm. the QR, you know, <laughs> like, come on. Even at the temple? Or yeah, just at the even hotel? enter the temple, man. Like they're super strict here everywhere. Oh, so wow. I'm like, you know, I got my haircut in a park with some barber that was like under, <laughs> under the tree. In a park. So just like straight scissors or did you actually have like clippers? I mean, where would you? No even... electric. He was doing yeah, scissors. Yeah, I was like, where would you and then... plug in? Yeah. It was scary. You know, they were laughing because I was definitely the only foreigner around for a, a long time, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, and they were getting to know me in the, the, the hood because I was just walking around. But I think on a day three or four, I was like, you know, what? I feel like I'm getting a haircut because I, I kept seeing that guy at the tree in the park. So mm-hmm. I go up to him and he's got his, you know, he's like this old Chinese guy that cuts hair and just chills and talks to like other old random dudes sitting around him, you yeah. know, so, yeah, yeah. so he, he's, he's walking up the, to type. the tree, you know what I'm talking about, right? So I yeah. he's walking up to the tree and they're like, you know, or am I going, what the hell? I sit uh, down and they got the they got the mirror like pegged to the tree trunk and I'm sitting on a plastic chair, you know, like on a stool. And the craziest, the hair goes normal, but then he's gua. I remember gua it basically means shave. Yeah. He shaved me with like one of those metal, you know, like a metal knife, just like a straight edge. And it's razor? Yeah, straight, razor. Straight, straight edge razor. Yeah. That was scary. I mean, it kind of, you know, even cut me a little, little bit, you know, but he was even. Yeah, I, prob- I probably, I probably would even trust. Uh, <laughs> I'm growing up my beard. If I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm in that situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm going to come back looking scruffy. But it was wild. Like I'm saying, like the first day, I, you know, I had no watch. I didn't, you know, I'm, the phone, I'd only have the power. I try not to even look at WeChat. I try not to, you know, I just had to, of course, you have to open WeChat to scan a QR, but I would try my best mm-hmm. to just cover the screen and open it, hit the plus to scan and then close and turn off. You know, I, there was a lot of hiking. I hiked. I went. So a couple of highlights. One was the first few days was really wild because I, I would sleep. I just went to sleep when I was tired and I would just wake up when I wake up because I had no alarm, no clock. You know, I, I didn't know what time it was. And I don't know how much I slept for the first couple of days, but I definitely think I slept a lot. I mean, I don't know, but I would, it would get dark. You know, I, all I would do is hike and eat, you know? So, um, and that was really weird. So then I, I don't drink anymore, but I would buy a Qingdao the first couple of nights sometimes i couldn't sleep because mm. i didn't know what time it was and i was like still like kind of like what's that like wired right like i was like but i wasn't like mm. vipassana but i didn't really talk to anybody you know but i would just basically walk didn't know what time it was sleep 
Um, it was a lot of hiking in the mountains, the temple, but I didn't really was meditate. It, was it uncomfortable time. the first couple of days, but then did you start to like get into it? Yeah. Like I, as I did it, I started caring. Like sometimes I would get, I would eat dinner. I felt like hungry. I would be like 4 PM and I would eat dinner. And I was like, wow, it was sometimes I kind of see a clock, you know, somewhere. So I realized what time it was, but mm. I remember one time I was just like, I'm going to just drink a Qingdao. And I, I just bought a, you know, Qingdao for like three or four RMB. And I sat at the bus station and rush hour <laughs> in my like Buddhist monk stuff. Most people weren't monks, right? Like it's still like kind of a city. So there's mm-hmm. mostly normal people and construction workers and stuff. And they're just like seeing me sitting at a, at a bus bench. As a, as a monk your... with a monk with a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Monks drinking, they? <laughs> no, no. Just... I'm just like the, the image, you know, the, the, the picture. You look at things differently because they're all rushing around, trying to get on a bus, rushing here, rushing there. And you're just sitting there with a beer looking and there's nothing 100%. to do, nothing to look at. Right. You're just like looking at people and they're just like rushing around. Yeah, I remember that. 100 percent, man. Like, I mean, this doesn't compare in the same level, but like one of the highlights of my last year, like uh, 2021, was during the national holiday. It was like a 10 day stretch, right? I decided to go to Puerto Galera, which is like yeah. from Manila is like three hours away. You can take a car for two hours and take a, a, bo- a boat uh, to, the, to the island. And my girlfriend asked me one request. She was just like, can you just like not work? You know what I mean? Like she wanted to organize stuff and everything. And she was like, because I'm usually the one who's like arranging everything. So I'm like on my phone and all this stuff. So she's like, I will arrange. Just get off your phone and like, you know, finish whatever you need to do for work and then get off your phone. So I did that. And then the first, I'll say day was a little bit strange. You know, one or two days, I was kind of still like, well, I need to check my Slack. I need to check my emails. Yeah. And then after like two days, I was like, I was all in, you know, like, and I was super relaxed, like super chilled for the next five, six, seven days that we were on that trip. The only thing that changed is, of course, she started to freak out about the organizational stuff. So mm. I had to then jump back into, you know, my normal mode and start to organize like like hotels and things like that. Because I'm just better at it. Like I've done it so much that it's I'm, I'm used to doing it. It doesn't add stress to me. It just takes time. Right. Got it. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, I, I can totally relate to that because then when I came back to Manila, after being on the island for that period of time. And then we ended up going back to the island. I was on the island for two months. But when I came back to Manila, it was just like, you know, you come and you're just like, you've seen a bunch of traffic and pollution and you're watching people run around and you're just like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if this yeah. is good. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a, we should have a bit different way of life. You know? Yeah, dude, it's true. I mean, the other quote, I think it's a Will Smith quote, which now what's Will? You're talking about Chris Rock, not Will Smith, but uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Will Smith, I think, is his quote that says, "People work really hard to buy things that they don't need or want to impress people they don't like." Something like yep. this, like, yeah, you know that quote. I've heard, right? I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I think because I mean, Will Smith is like a an idol of mine, so the fact that he slapped Chris Rock. Yes. Yeah, how do you feel about <laughs> that? I mean, it's a complicated situation. I think that he's probably going through some stuff in his personal life because it was out of character. You know, I still think that he's like a general, generally like a nice guy and everything. So I, I don't think that his 
persona that he puts out into the world is fake. Um, I think that he just was going through something and he snapped. Yeah. And he, I don't even think it was about Chris Rock necessarily. I think it was about like, you know, you know, when sometimes when you become like the nice guy in, in public, not even public, just like within your friendship circle or whatever, people can start to take advantage of you. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, or or they can start to think that they can get away with things because, oh, he's the nice guy. He's not going to do anything. You know, so they can say things about you True. and things like that or whatever. So <laughs> I just think that he just was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I want to show people I'm nice, but like, if you push me to a certain stage. I got my stage, limits. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I don't condone violence. Like, I think he could have handled it differently. Yeah. Um, but I understand where he was coming from. I feel bad for Chris Rock because to get slapped in front of hundreds of millions of people. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched fucking, that like in slow motion even a couple of times. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then I, I what happened was I, it's, it's interesting that you brought it up because my initial reaction was I was thinking about Will Smith because, you know, Will Smith, I'd like, if you... If you do weigh up the scales, like Will Smith is somebody that I care about more than Chris Rock, right? But I then, like in the last week or so, I started listening to some podcasts. That's how I ended up coming up with this thing about Brick House and Three Little Pig stuff. I was listening to Chris Rock's podcast that he's done in the last few years. And he's been doing therapy. And he's been opening up about like being bullied in school and all these things. And he's had a lot of fucked up shit happen to him. So I felt bad for him after this because he was saying as well, like basically, you know, he's always been like this skinny, small dude and how he got out of certain situations was humor. Um, And that's probably why he became a comedian. And so like, I think for him in that moment, it's like he got bullied in front of the world. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, like, uh, so I feel bad for him as well. Like I have, I've, you know, nothing but respect for him and how he handled it was fucking classy, man. Like, I, mean, yes. I don't know. I don't know if I would have handled it like that. You know, I know he just took it and just kept going. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I think Will Smith, I, I would have expected him, you know, in the way I know Will Smith, I would have expected him and his wife to just get up and leave. Right. You don't go up and mm-hmm. hit him, but you just if you just stood up in the middle because they were kind I mean, of yeah. front and they just yeah. walked out. I think walked that would have been maybe. more. Maybe he went to speak to him backstage and said, like, yeah. whatever, the same thing is keep my wife's name all sure. Or even mouth. yell, but you maybe know. even yell and but yeah. leave, right? Go yeah. on stage and and, and it's, anyways. I'm sure I'm sure he time. regrets it. I'm sure he regrets it. Anyways, yeah, it's a tangent. Yeah. So. But yeah, I guess we're going back to the Emperor, you know, no, even that. I mean, that maybe that's COVID, like you said, maybe he's going through something different. Who knows? I mean, we're all going through yeah. extreme. But that's that's pressure, a, that's another pressure. that's another example of the Emperor wears no clothes, right? That's another example true, of that, true. right? It's like we have Will Smith on a pedestal. We're thinking about this guy, like it's Will Smith, you know what I mean? And yeah. then you see him do something that's very, very human, which is lose his mind yeah. in front of the world. <laughs> like, yeah, and then like, you realize like yeah he's just another dude he's just another regular dude exactly yes he has accomplished some big things in his life but at the end of the day he's still human yeah all right well we yeah, are coming back to you know our you know let's think back to our listeners you know these entrepreneur mm-hmm. business owners traders people kind of like us you know i mean i know a lot of people are going through a huge stress you know i've been saying this on some other episodes but 
separation. Luckily, I, I mean, I'm really, even though I'm so, got a little bit stressed, and those are screaming kids on the other side of the wall. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think uh, obviously I feel blessed. I'm back with them. There, there were some close calls where I barely got back into China mm-hmm. and, and other situations, but there's a lot of people separated. There's been, yeah, I mean, there's been, I've can't say very directly, but there's an indirectly suicides of friends of friends, you know, that have, I guess felt like it got so bad financially or business or friends. And like you said, divorces, you know, split ups, mm. like, and it really goes back down to, to, to what matters, right? Health, hopefully doing some kind of work or career that you enjoy doing, not just doing it, you know, for the financial gains. And I hope mm-hmm. that's the main lesson that I hope a lot of people have taken away in this traumatic couple of years, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, do you have a brick house or a straw or wood house? And like, that's just not, it's not just financial, right? It's about your psychological health, um, your personal, uh, physical health, your personal relationships, your work and everything. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like I'm doing therapy right now. I'm doing personal therapy right now. Um, oh, okay. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So like I started doing it, uh, Two, uh, like a month ago a month and a half ago I'd, I've done therapy before I did it when I was in college because it was the time period when I went through I wasn't sure if I, I wanted to continue with my business degree or switch to psychology and I was like feeling guilty because my parents already spent so much money on my school fees and all that stuff so and then I decided to continue with business but like you know I was trying to work through those thoughts and everything mm. so I even I even did like some psychological evaluations and all that stuff that time period so i mean for me therapy has never been a stigma like it's never been as maybe i wouldn't talk about it publicly or whatever but it's never been like something where i'm like i'm embarrassed or anything like that Mm. Um, but yeah like right now the reason why i started doing it was partly because of this covid stuff partly because i've i just turned 30 right i turned 30 a month ago and congrats man and I'm also the youngest in my family, and yet I have a lot of responsibility within my family. Like when I say my family, I mean youngest kid, but I'm treated sometimes like I'm the oldest in a lot of different ways. So I have like re- these responsibilities with my family. Then I have responsibilities in my personal life, and then I have responsibilities at work as the CEO of the company. So sometimes it can be a lot of pressure, man. You know what I mean? A lot of a pressure, and I, I start mm. to feel that. And especially in a situation right now where I'm not getting to do a lot of the things that I used to do to alleviate pressure, which would be, you know, during the lockdowns is whatever. It's like, I wasn't able to go and do Muay Thai. I wasn't able to travel. I wasn't able, you know, all these things that would help me deal with my day-to-day stresses. Mm. It just, it was, it's a lot. So I was like, I'm trying to, you know, pierce through these things. And some of the realizations I've had in therapy is that as much as I, before COVID and before I, I took on some of these responsibilities, I was traveling a lot, enjoying my life, kind of like thinking about myself more than others. During this time period, during COVID, I kind of transitioned into thinking about others more than I think about myself and not taking enough time for myself. Um, and just and then that pressure, allowing that pressure to weigh on me. Um, so that's one of the things I learned about in my therapy sessions was like, I actually have to make sure that I'm taking care of, my, make sure I'm giving myself my own space and time. 
even though I have all these responsibilities, I still have to give myself my own space and time. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, I forgot that I have to do that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you, dude. Yeah. So it's important for sure. We, yeah. So I mean, yeah. we both are workaholics. I think a lot of people, I think listening to these, you know, either of our podcasts are, you know, high achievers, super, super workaholics. So learning, doing, but yeah, it's true. It's like, it's, uh, it's definitely needed. We have to schedule it because we can always work, you know, there's always going to be work. You know, I think my part actually just the other day, somebody on my team was trying to remind me they know I work like nonstop. So they're just like, take a break. It's even a holiday. We're recording these on a a holiday, at least a Chinese holiday. And, you know, yeah, I'm on a holiday. I've been working the past two days. (laughs) I know, right? It's like a holiday. But I do think we got to try to be nicer to ourselves, right? Like we are usually the hardest on ourselves probably most listeners. Yeah, I, I, I definitely try. Like, I mean, I definitely, you know, we, I think yesterday when we were doing our pod, um, I talked about the reason why I got into entrepreneurship is for freedom, right? So like, I definitely have these moments where I just say, I just say, screw it up. Like, you know, I'm going to go somewhere and take some time off for a couple of days, even if it's during the week or something, or I'll go work remotely, you know, so. Got it. Yeah. Okay, well, so... I think we should maybe got to wrap, start to wrap up a little, a little bit. I mean, this has been cool. I hope, I think it's, you know, I'm always trying to think of listeners. I I think the main point that we thought of this topic or is just to make sure people remember that, you know, we all have rough times, you know, even the great Rico podcast host (laughs) and and Mike (laughs) podcast host, we, we are emperors without our clothes sometimes, you know, like you, you just kind of share that you, you know, you have, some therapy. Honestly, I've had friends really not saying it in a bad way, but telling me I need it. <laughs> Maybe the temple was little. Honestly, I, I think uh, temple is kind of like a therapy. I think we all have some form of therapy that we do, but actually psychotherapy, sitting down with a psychologist or therapist and just psychoanalyzing yourself. Uh, I think it's, I, th- I think it's important for everybody. Yeah. I think it doesn't matter if you're going through like a really difficult patch in your life or you're just kind of, good and coasting whatever like i think it's just good to explore that side of yourself because there's things that i learned about myself that i suppressed feelings or memories Mm. from 10 years ago 15 years ago and you know exploring that side of i was like really surprised i was like i don't even remember how did i remember this well this feeling that i'm having is Mm. about this in 15 years you know like so yeah yeah exactly well you know before we wrap up it's always a pleasure to have you back on. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. What, you know, Made in China podcast, sourcefindasia.com, right? What's some, drop some SFA, links or ways. SFADigitalsummit.com. Um, and we are launching a Discord soon as well. Okay. So that, that will be linked up eventually. But yeah, that will be on our services page, SFA.com. Sourcefindasia.com slash our dash services. Um, and then the Discord link should be at the bottom of that page. Okay. Okay. I'm just typing. And there'll be exclusive, exclusive content on the discord. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. Well, thanks as always Rico. I'm glad we made this happen. And it's always a pleasure to have you on a show and being on your show. So thanks. All right. Cheers, man. It went by so quickly. I know. I can't. (laughs) We have fun, man. I'm sure I'm sure listeners got a lot out of this, you know, just we got to be nicer to ourselves is how I think I see it. But feel like we could have been talking for another hour. I know. Right. So I'm like, 
man, I'm losing track of time here. It's great. All right, man. Cheers. All right. So that was the interview with Rico. Thank you, Rico. I think he's been on five, four or five times on this show, actually. And I've been on his show that many times too. So what do you, what do you ladies think of, you know, some of the points, like the, maybe we could talk about the Chris Rock getting slapped. Do you have an opinion or thought of that? You know, with Will Smith, a lot of people look up to Will Smith, right? Like he does seem like he's a positive role model. Even Rico says he was like a role model to him. And it was kind of shocking to see that happen. Do you, do you have any insights or thoughts? Well, when they say too much of anything is bad. Mm, too much of anything is bad. Right? So too much of a joke, whether you know it or not. And then they say ignorance of the law excuses no one. Mm. Right? You don't know it, but it's not really a good reason to use it. Because sure. what he said was he didn't know that Will Smith's wife doesn't or is actually suffering from a disease. Mm. Oh, he said so he didn't she know made that. It, oh, I didn't know he that. Said, he said he didn't know that. So he made fun of it because he just thought that he, she just wants to shave her head off. Mm. Yeah. I guess that makes it a little bit, if it's true, then that does make it a little bit different. Because, yeah, if you notice somebody has a disease and you make fun of it, especially something that's serious, it's... Uh... But, you know, I, I said it in an interview with Rico and... You know, I, I think if I if it was me, I don't know, maybe Wendy would have gone up and slapped him, probably <laughs> not me. But, but uh we might have I would have gotten up and, and walked out, maybe. You know, I, that's I think what I would have done. I would have maybe just I wouldn't have maybe try not to say anything, but I would have tried to just walk out, you know, and maybe of course be seen as walking out, you know. That that's maybe how I of course it's hard to know how you react, you know. But do you, does anybody here want to share some of their vulnerabilities? Like Rico says, he he went he's going to therapy now for the last month. I didn't I didn't expect him to share that. You know, I I kind of set him up my temple week, uh, unplugged to, to to decompress. I don't know. You know, luckily I don't know. I hope there's no. We're saying how like in in and there's been some suicides because of COVID, or there's been divorces and and family disruptions. I hope nothing happened for anyone here, but I don't know. I don't know. I just put that open if anybody wants to add some points to our closing remarks of this show. The COVID has indeed taken a toll, um, has taken a toll, and is still taking a toll on everybody right now. I'm not really sure if the new variant is in our city. Because oh. there have been reports that uh, a New Zealander or a person from New Zealand came to, on a business trip here a few weeks ago, and it was said that he had the new virus. But it's a very trying time this week because, yes, national elections is on Monday, and I guess we cannot afford to what you call this to have the virus spread so early so we do not know any reports if there have been cases right now but the government is keeping it so low so it's kind of stressful yeah. we're not we're in the dark when it comes to um contact tracings confirmed cases because of the election on monday 
got it. Yeah, I think in China, a lot of this pressure has happened because it's not really elections, but there is a big government meeting in October every four years. I believe, I don't want to be wrong, but I think it's four years. They have all the big shots and the government meet and talk. And that's where they decide who will be the emperor <laughs> for the next four years or whatever. So that it's not elections in China, as you know, but that's when they decide. So some people think this whole pressure, all this lockdowns and stress is because of the uh, government leadership meeting in October, because there are people that maybe want to change. There are people on the inside trying maybe that have different opinions of things, you know, as you can imagine, you know, so it's dangerous to get political. I don't want to disappear. So here, yeah, knock Especially when you are a foreigner there. In a I know, I was going to say, Lori, you're like, oh, <laughs> you're just saying, oh, some New Ze- dirty New Zealander came <laughs> and brought the virus, you know. That's how it is in China is we're like these dirty foreigners that brought the virus here. I don't want to get, I don't want to get into it, but where did it seem to start? I mean, I know there's some people that, say it didn't start in china but i mean as far as i can tell it looks like it started in china i know the chinese people said it started in italy i don't want to get political here but somehow it's amazing that the virus came from foreigners in china it's kind of unbelievable but that's how it is here so we're like these dirty foreigners that bring viruses here we did not know that people on the outside think that even though i started in china i've been here you know i haven't even left or well i came in march but i didn't even leave and they think maybe dangerous i'm some foreigner that came in with the virus variant i don't like it's crazy right to get more info about running an international business please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com that's www.globalfromasia.com also be sure to subscribe to our itunes feed thanks for tuning in